You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. That's good that that was that was a shorter one because it's getting close to ten. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's just like the end Marathon. of Marathon. It's perfect like the end of the movie, really. <laughs> I don't think anybody finished in less than a minute. Oh, watch me, I can shoot. <laughs> so Davey stole your pick though. Now what happens? Uh, I've got I've got a backup. Okay, good. Got a backup. All right. Good to be prepared. Backup. I'm hoping I, I I'm hoping I have the guess of what your backup is, but I'm not gonna say it. Ooh. A little interesting there. Well, I'm gonna have to call you out and find out what uh, what your guess was. Yeah. Alright. Let's get started here. Retro Club. I am Dave. Online, I've got Scott. Hello. Rose. Hello. And Suzanne. Hi again. Hi again. It'd be really great if everybody just did the three Stooges thing. Hello, hello, hello. hello. I um, tried. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, we're going to continue our topic of talking about comedic retro horror movies. Uh, basically getting ready into the uh, the Halloween spirit, if you will. Uh, so uh, this is it. This is going to be our uh, our final episode, you know, for this particular season. Uh, and you know, Scott just stole my pick, so I have to come up with something that uh, you know to to replace it. But luckily, you know, um, there's a movie that's very endearing to me. It uh, uh, was released in 1989, so once again, we're stuck in the 80s. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. That, you know what? That episode will last less than my episode in the coffin at, at the end of my movie. Well, Rose brought that up earlier, and I actually looked it up, and I see that Adrian Barbeau is in it, and I'm like, yeah. i got to see it now. Okay. have to see it. It will be visually stimulating. Yes. And a character named Bunny. You can't go wrong with a movie that has a bunny in it. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously. Um, yeah, Once Bitten was my choice, but uh, it didn't take me long to come up with an alternate game plan, uh, and... You know, being the, you know, thinking through the iconic 1980s, you cannot go far without thinking about Mr. Michael J. Fox, 
1985. I knew it. I was right. <laughs> How about that? Nice. Unpredictable. Team freaking Wolf. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I knew it. Oh, boy. See, yeah. I thought somebody was going to say Young Frankenstein because that we kind of brought that up in discussions, you know, yeah, online. And, yeah. yeah, and I, I seem to remember having like a, a longer in-depth conversation about Young Frankenstein yeah. before, and that's why I didn't want to. Yeah, Mel Brooks movie. It was Mel Brooks yeah. icon. Yeah, and mm-hmm. we talked like that was like Young Frankenstein ended up being like the main subject matter of Mel Brooks' career. We couldn't stop uh, quoting Space that movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's then that's one of the reasons I didn't pick that. Right. Right. So anyway, I'm glad you went this direction because that was my that was my that was my secondary pick as well, Dave. Oh, dude! Wow. Now we got it. Now we need, need to think. What, what would have been number three? I have to think about that. I don't know. This My is backup a... was American Werewolf in London. Nice. How's that? Was... How's that comedy? It is actually. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, it's got it some is. goofy parts. Yeah. So I had a third backup. Right. Okay. Uh huh. Creep show. Oh wow! Mm, yeah. I saw yeah. That okay. One. All right. Well, that, that that's that's it's comedy a... like American Werewolf it's... in London's comedy. No, it's not. Creep show is like that's tongue in cheek. Can't be, yeah. Yeah. I made a list. But you I made, wasn't sure. You made a list. Made a list? Wow. Yeah. Someone was prepared. Well, yeah. So I think at the end of the episode that Dave does, I think we should all throw out our honorable mentions. Okay. I'm up for that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have a list too. Oh. Well, here we go. Some people were prepared. I was not, but thank you. <laughs> wow. Um, all right. So, you know, this. Yeah, I tell you, right. <laughs> not prepared, Overlord. Um, so what? You have a list too, Scott? Uh, I had one, but we're. I I kind of ran through it already. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So Top back three. to Teen Wolf. Um, yes. You know, this being your, your quintessential Michael J. Fox, um, I, I think, you know, if you're looking for just something that just takes a whole different angle on a werewolf movie, then this will do it. You know, to have the premise that he actually wolfs out in the middle of a basketball game, it's like, you know, that's kind of genius, you know, and, you know, it's wonderful all at the same time. Um, and so, you know, the the whole premise, you know, he, he suddenly discovers that he's starting to change a little bit. Uh, and, you know, then he realizes that, okay, he's becoming a werewolf. Then his father, Harold, you know, he, you know, he's like, oh, I think we have to have something to talk about because he's wolfed out too. So whatever it is, this runs in the family. Um, and, you know, unlike, I guess, the rest of his family, he's not good about keeping it a secret. So it becomes almost an alter ego for Scott Howard, because when he wolfs out, then he's Mr. Popular. But when he's not wolfed out, he's just Scott. He's just, you know, hey, blend, blends in. Be careful how you use that name. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, that's true. Sorry, Scott. Just Scott. Just Scott. Just Scott. Well, he's not straight out of Compton. He's straight out of Howard. Um, so that's how you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. 
Um, I don't. But he he aligns himself with you know somebody that's a little bit over the top styles, um, you know, and so he's hanging out with this guy that kind of has him doing kind of off the wall stuff, right? He's going to parties, he's you know surfing at the top of the 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 van, you know, for the uh, the hardware store. Uh, so you know he's kind of doing things that I would think that you know if this is a regular guy that he's hanging out with styles by proxy he would be a little more popular than he is but you know when he starts wolfing out obviously that puts him over the top because he's fantastic at basketball when he's the wolf he's not so much when he's just scott um once again sorry scott didn't mean to say it like that it's okay don't don't take offense um but there's a lot of like you know interesting you know storyline that's going on here you know because he's got the the friend he's always hanging out with boof you know who's just always been there for him but of course he has his eyes on um uh pamela uh so you know it's always you know he it's one of those classic 80s twists that you have you know where you you've had that person that's always longing for the you know the the uber popular really beautiful girl in high school but he all along he's had the the sidekick friend you know you you can almost put this in relationship to some kind of wonderful and it kind of fits the same way 16 candles 16 candles same thing yeah you know so so what are we saying that uh scott is uh ducky no (laughs) no 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 see it it's reversed 16 candles reversed though so You've got, you've got. Oh no, no, Scott. sixteen candles. Okay. Yeah. So Scott is pining for Pamela, but right. his his sidekick is Boof. Now in you know sixteen candles, you have uh, Molly Ringwald who is pining mm-hmm. for Jake Ryan. Ryan, right? And mm-hmm. her sidekick is Ducky. No. No, Ducky's pretty in pink. Oh, yeah. sorry. No, oh my dude, god. No, no, you're thinking of um, no, I'm, um I'm mixing I'm mixing yeah. you know John Hughes films. Yeah. Which is not hard to do. Yeah. Uh anyway, so just forget about that. <laughs> we we went way off tangent there. Go about go about your business. Go, there, there's nothing to see here. There's nothing there's to, no, see here. Nothing to see here. Cut Um I apologize. <laughs> um so anyway, and then also there's another subplot going on because I guess the principal or the assistant principal had a run-in with his dad where they were going for the same woman that turned out you know, to be Scott's uh, mother, but she had passed away. But there's some bad blood there, um, so some of that was going on there. This had another, like the last movie that we talked about, where we also had like a dance scene. Um, and they had this really iconic, you know, uh, you know, he wolfed out for a bit there and then they got a really kind of vibrant, scary dance off kind of thing. And everybody started doing it. Um, Wait. oh yeah. my God. You remember that? Yeah. He did like this wolf thing where he like kind of just like a Michael Jackson thriller thing. Yeah. With the, yeah. It was and, very much. thriller. Yeah. 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 Yep. Oh, I forgot about that. Yep. Uh, and then uh, 
And then, of course, you know, you've always got to have the uh, the bully. Uh, in this case, it was a rival school. Um, then you had this guy, uh, Brad, uh, played by Doug Savant, who uh, is, you know, the rival school and also the boyfriend of the popular girl. Uh, and so, you know, he had he wants nothing to do with Scott, um, even as the wolf or not. Um, so very much quite the ass. Um, mm-hmm. So this this kind of fills in a lot of '80s tropes, you know, in in it, but it packages it with a werewolf movie, which is kind of fun. Um, so, uh, Rose, what do you think, Teen Wolf? Well, uh, sorry, my cat obviously has something to say about it as well, so he's uh, <laughs> going to be putting his two cents in. Um, you know, I used to watch this a lot. Uh, mainly because of Michael J. Fox. It was a very unusual movie. The premise, uh, once again, is, you know, a different twist on the whole Wolfman uh, storyline. And um, I think, for the most part, it it went a little deeper than just the Wolfman because you see the big reveal and it's just like everyone's shocked and amazed and usually in the original stories with Wolfman or any type of monster driven uh, movie there's a always the element of fear unless of course you're a small child and you know you're pretty much not afraid of anything but uh, in this instance it just kind of you know, it adds a little bit more to what already plagues you as a high school student anyway, as a teenager, you know, and for it to become something that's a strength instead of a weakness, you know, it's kind of like, oh, okay, I see what they did there. And so it's probably one of the first movies about embracing your uniqueness and you know, accepting who you are kind of a thing. Whereas that's what all teen movies are about, pretty much. You know, that was the main focus. You know, you call out a teen movie and tell me one character that, you know, wasn't struggling with something like that. You know, this went to way to hell to the extreme. It's like, you know, we're going to give him acne and bad breath, but, uh, we're going to make him a werewolf, too. So, it's like, thanks. You know, but um, I think it's a cute movie. I, I'm i one of those people that, you know, I'm pretty hard driven on <laughs> no sequels. But, <laughs> fortunately, <laughs> they did one anyway. Uh, uh, Jason Bateman, I think, did a great job. I only saw that maybe two or three times. But, um I really like this movie. I think they did a great job. The dad, you know, coming out as the werewolf too. That was a really unique twist. Um, boy, to put that, you know, dramatic aspect of your life and your culture and your family's ancestry into modern times, you know. And uh, I, one of my, I want to say one of my favorite scenes but 
it was probably more disturbing to me than than maybe yeah I don't know if there was I can't remember it was a fight scene you know, it's been so many decades since I've seen it uh, is when they're in the closet and they're doing what seven minutes in heaven yeah yeah and uh, he he wolfs out in there with her probably because he's so nervous and excited and all of these things that just ramp up your adrenaline anyway. And she comes out and her shirt's like all torn and she's got scratches on her. I was just like, Oh my God. You know? So I didn't really, it's not a favorite scene. It's like my least favorite scene, but it always stuck with me because you know, it's all the things that could go wrong. (laughs) And then some, you know, so um, they didn't really. I don't know if they ever readdressed that later in the movie, but um, yeah, because he didn't really uh, like wolf out entirely. He just kind of no. lost control a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I, I do remember that Styles. You know, he was like the one that was like the MC there, and he goes, "Well, yeah. how was it, Boof?" And she goes, "Well, he's an animal." You know, it's just to kind of cover. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, but it was a good pick, good movie. I I like it. Um, I don't know if I'd revisit it again. I, I might just because, but it's it's, it's a nice uh, memory. Michael J. Fox, one of the great actors of the '80s. I like your take on it. You know that you know this was kind of his coming of age. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, dealing with that, and I never even looked at it from that aspect. So it is a little deeper if you look at, it, you know, as that. Yeah. So Suzanne, I never saw this movie. <laughs> I think maybe I've seen like a little tiny clip here and there. Uh, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I'm what I'm looking at here. How can you guys explain to me like how it seems like he's more like cool and popular when he's all woofy than when he's not. So how does that happen? Uh, let's see. Um, yeah. So the, I'm trying to remember that he, 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 he ran home one day and then he wolfed out for the first time. And yeah, that's when he, and so he didn't really understand what was going on. His dad tried to make amends with him, but you know, as much as you can kind of go, Hey, you know, we're a little different and here's how we're different. And but you know he's trying to keep it under wraps, if you will. But then when they're in, at a um, a basketball game, and all the players are like trying to get the ball, and so they're all really all kind of huddled together. And then right there in the middle of it all is Scott. And of course, you know, with all the adrenaline and the excitement, all of a sudden he wolfs out. And then, of course, everybody stops and they're just watching because now all of a sudden there's this werewolf in the middle of the the basketball court holding the ball and just dribbling. And, you know, it's like, what do you do then? You know, and at that point, you know, the werewolf or, you know, Michael J. Fox just decided to say, you know, fuck it. I'm owning this. And, you know, suddenly it became you know, because he, he he like just ran across the court and then he slammed the ball in and then everybody started to go, Oh, he's pretty good and then somehow they just rallied behind him and then it became mm-hmm. almost like a mascot. Yeah. Okay, but did they know it was the same guy? Yeah. 
Yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah I mean, his number, you know, because he still had the same number on his shirt, and you know, mm-hmm. he's still the one that was right there in the middle of the pack. So everybody okay. knew Scott was a werewolf at that point. That's very tolerant yeah. of them. <laughs> you figure, so there, right? Okay. Wait. So there was a moment of silence. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of moments of silence. So <laughs> yeah. So when when. Dave was just explaining how there was like this huddle of guys that kind of like the ball got loose and they were trying to get the ball, you know, in basketball, there's a certain manner, matter of possession, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to get it and he's got it. And he suddenly like, you know, he, his werewolf kicks in. He doesn't even realize what's going on at this point. And, he just kind of like you hear this nasty growl, and they make it mm-hmm. really accentuated mm-hmm. in the movie. And and it he almost spins sounds like around. a motorcycle engine. It almost does, yeah. Yeah. So he spins around, and he has the ball, and everybody kind of falls or spreads out, and it's this this very silent, echoey moment of him just standing there, and he's fully wolfed out. You know, his his beard and his hair is all grown out. And it's just like, it's the only way you can explain it, fully wolfed. Um, and and he just suddenly, he goes like, okay, I'm just going to go with this. Like you said, Dave, like I'm going to own this. And he just starts dribbling and he starts going down the court and he goes up and he has some kind of like superhuman strength at this point too, because he mm-hmm. can jump, he can do some serious uh, slam dunks that most people his size, because he's not a tall guy, could do. You know, he he does he does like a forty five. Is it really time already? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he does like this, like a forty five vertical, forty five inch vertical leap and does a slam dunk. But I, I this is a great pick. I love this movie. I've watched it several times. Um. Some people say it's really cheesy, like it's really bad and cheesy, but yeah. you know, hello, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, come on, it's me, you know, <laughs> this, this is what, this is the kind of stuff that I like, uh, you know, I wouldn't have picked once bitten if I hadn't, you know, been into the camp. If I wasn't, if I wasn't yeah, I, right. I just love this, this cheesiness, but I, real quick, my favorite scene is when Styles figures out that he's, you know, he's a wolf, or his friend Scott is a wolf, and um, there, well, two scenes like they're kind of back to back. Styles has a bag of weed hidden in his garage somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and he asks, and he asks Scott to sniff it out as the werewolf, and he so he sniffs out the weed. <laughs> So and then then they they're they're trying to they're, so they're gonna go to this party and this is when the when Dave was talking about the uh, style surfing on top of the the van, um, you know Scott is he he goes into the liquor store and he they're trying to buy a keg of beer and mm. I really wish my other microphone hadn't <laughs> kicked out on me because this. This would be the perfect moment for my microphone yes. to lower my voice because <laughs> he goes in to buy a keg of beer and and the guy behind the counter, older older gentleman, he's like, yeah, whatever, Sonny, why don't you just move along or whatever? Do you have ID? 
and and Scott leans over the counter and he has like they show like their his eyes get a little red. Like he's about to turn, like he's he's got some control of his turning. And he leans into into the the guy behind the bar. He goes, "I want a keg of beer," and it's got this really <laughs> low, like like really weird, creepy demonic voice, which I wish I could do on my other microphone. But <laughs> the the guy behind the counter is like shaking, and he's like all freaked out, and he gives him a keg of beer, and then they go then they go to a party, you know, and and then it's all about the werewolf from then on out. So, yeah, it, it's actually it's really a fun movie. It is as cheesy and goofy as it is. It's fun. It's a it's a lighthearted romantic comedy from the eighties. Uh, teen teen rom com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I would put it several pegs above Once Bitten. I would also yeah. put it several yeah. pegs above Once Bitten. Yeah. <laughs> so now, even okay. though even though that Once Bitten was my pick. I just wanted to go with something obscure and kind of weird and quirky. Sure. But this is this is a great movie. This is a great movie. You know, I've, I've heard that analogy before. With when he turns into the wolf, that it's just uh, a, kind of a metaphor for you know you're a teenager, you're losing control of your body and turning into this monster, and just have to deal with uh, with all this stress and mm-hmm. you know that that's really what all teenagers feel like they're turning into uh, another much. like a great moment uh when when his dad scott's dad reveals to them to him mm-hmm. that they're werewolves um is when scott like he's in he goes home like dave was saying he runs home and he goes into the bathroom and he's like he's looking into the mirror and he's freaking out and he's He's like, I don't know. His dad's outside the bat outside the bathroom door, saying, "Hey, is everything okay in there? Can we talk about it?" And he's looking in the mirror. He's like, "I don't know. I don't think we can talk about this." <laughs> and because he's, he's looking at himself as a werewolf in the mirror, and he finally opens the door, and his dad is standing there in full werewolf face. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> he's yeah. like, "Yeah, I think." Need to talk. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a, it's a great little funny moment. Uh, yeah, this is good pick, Dave. I, I, I had a feeling you were going with this one. So well, very good. Anyway, anyway, good stuff. Good, good stuff. So you guys mentioned you wanted to do some honorable mentions. Did you want to do that before we wrap uh, up? Yeah. Sure. sure. All right, so uh, since, okay. uh, Rose, you were so prepared, what do you got? Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I hinted to it initially with the uh, cannibal women in the avocado jungle of death. Yeah, I know. What is that? Catchy. It's a catchy title. <laughs> <laughs> One of, one of the movies that I used to like to watch um, with my kids um, was Daffy Duck's Quackbusters. Mm. And pretty much it was a oh, – basically what they did is they took the old Looney Tunes uh, – they took some of the old Looney Tunes uh, cartoons, animations, and you know, spliced it in with – the modern day um, 
which, you know, it worked to an extent because, you know, Mel Blanc's voice, of course, you know, was, I don't want to say normal, but it was right what we were used to from the cartoon. And then when they did the older one for the movie, and his, it was considerably lower because he was older. And that's pretty much kind of how it sounded. That was the only way you could be able to tell that it wasn't the actual part of the original cartoon. But I don't know if anybody ever saw it, but it's, um, it, it kind of was like, um, Daffy Duck played this, like, shyster, uh, sales guy, and, uh, he's trying to make, <laughs> he played a shyster. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know. That's, yeah, that's usually what Daffy Duck yeah. does. Yeah, Daffy Duck in general. And uh, he ends up getting hired by this uh, aging and ill uh, million gazillionaire, uh, mainly because he's, he's never laughed or something, and he wanted to, uh, to laugh, you know, have one smile or something before he dies. And he kind of, uh, Daffy Duck, kind of beats out the competition <laughs> and um, ends up being his like permanent court jester. And he, you know, ends up like throwing pies at him until he dies. He pretty much died laughing, but he leaves him in his inheritance. And he says that uh, the only way that he'd get all of it is he ended up doing something positive with his life and starting, you know, like, business to be fair kind of like he was you know kind of be fair with everybody and we already know that there's not a fair a bonus to daffy's body so he ends up uh starting uh it's like a ghostbusters kind of a business that they call it quackbusters and he um solicits the help of daffy not uh bugs bunny and uh, Sylvester the Cat and Tweety and Porky Pig uh, to work for him. Of course, they're doing all the legwork, going out to all these places and whatnot. But anyway, uh, he ends up losing in the end, of course, because he's a jerk. So, <laughs> but it's, it's oh. actually kind of a it, it's cute. Um, it's definitely something that's for children. Um, I had to watch it with my kids just to make sure you know it was child worthy. <laughs> <laughs> ended up like probably more than I should have. Ah, uh, so is that one. I won't go into depth on either other ones if you've ever seen Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. <laughs> That's a good, yeah, good reference. Yeah, yeah, that is a really good one. I really like that one. I just watched it recently, within the last year, and it was kind of like, woo, this was way funnier when it first came out. Yes. <laughs> but, <laughs> look. I love yes. Cassandra Peterson as Elvira, so I just couldn't help myself. Uh, very, there is a, that is a very accurate description. Yeah. <laughs> very accurate. <laughs> um, another f- family favorite, uh, although this probably was a little bit more for the older, my older son. I don't know if he even watches it now, but I love it for uh, the fact that William Cat is in it, uh, House. Oh yeah, um, that's always been a favorite of mine, uh, and it's just another unusual take on horror. You know, the entire house is haunted, but then, you know, there's a lot of things that are just like subplots that are going on. Okay, so around. little word of 
Word of advice? Yes. Don't ever, 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 ever try to watch House 2. Okay, too late. <laughs> that was brutal. So she knows. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was harsh. That was That's a, a rough one. That was a rough, a rough one. one. It was rough. Kind of like Return of Living Dead Two was really rough. Mm. To anyway. Yeah. See, that's uh, that whole sequel thing. Oh, uh, sequels! Uh, you got to really be careful with sequels. Like, the yeah. best sequel ever was Empire Strikes Back, but we won't go into that right now. Um, yeah. And then the last one, this short mention, uh, Monster Squad. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Never saw so it. Oh, it's it's great. You should watch it. Wolfman's got nards. Yeah, Wolfman's got nards. Yeah, that's uh, the line that made that one famous. Yeah. What is it? It's good. Wolfman's got well, nards. Actually, yeah. Oh. So the the mom that, that that plays the mom, she died not too long ago, um, a couple years ago. Um, she's like, oh, I was in the bookstore or some kind of antique shop or something today, and I found this book that you might like. It's by some guy named Van Halen, no and way. it's like, Mom, it's Van Helsing. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like, now, is he with Frankenstein? He's like, no, Mom. <laughs> Mom's completely clueless. And I, oh, my God. Yeah. No, Mom. Even I know <laughs> it's Van Helsing. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to start watching more cheesy 80s horror. I don't know. Uh, I missed all these movies. Good. There's some really good stuff. Really. You gotta watch hor- uh, Terror Vision. Oh my god. Oh man, no way. Oh, you have to bring that one out. I have seen that forever. Diane Franklin. <sighs> one, of our, one of our previous oh, guests. Yeah, it is, it is super cheap. Yeah. Oh, Does anybody, anybody see uh, uh, well, we're actually. Talking more eighties, but did anybody see a movie with Kevin Bacon called Tremors? That was kind of a fun one. Chrissy and I just watched that like three months ago. Just uh, we found it on Netflix or something, and I was oh, just wow. I, I'm like, you know what? She was work, doing something around the house, and I turned it on, and 15 minutes in, she came and sat down. She's like, all right, I'm into this. So we watched the whole movie of Tremors just recently. It's a great movie. Yeah, it has been ages, but I think it was – I don't think it was meant to be a parody, but it's, like, funny enough that, like, it almost is. Yes. No, it's it's got humorous parts in it for sure. Oh, man. It's it's a great movie. Yeah. Actually, one of my my brother, that's, like, one of his all-time favorite movies. So I don't know how I feel about Tremors 2, though. Yeah, no, see, there you go. Be I know I've seen this. it. I know. I know I've seen it, but I just, you know. Yeah. So this is so, uh, You had some honorable mentions? More? Well, we've talked about a few of them. I might throw in Little Shop of Horrors. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great movie. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't think we can get away without mentioning Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's fabulous. And yeah. that kind of. I mean, if we're talking 80, 80s comedy horror, that kind of defines the genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that was really you know, like the first moment of a, a really good, funny film having horror and, and 
special effects that, uh, you know, made it a hybrid. So mm-hmm. that was a cool mm-hmm. moment in movie history. Yes. I, I'm going to say, kind of like your previous pick, Beetlejuice, Ghostbusters could have its own episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just the, the first one. We won't go into the other ones, but the first one, the that one is that's something special. So it could definitely have its own own episode. Absolutely. In fact, yeah. I just bought a, a T-shirt that says, "Ray, when someone asks if you're a god, you say yes." <laughs> <laughs> Never cross it. the streams. Something, yeah. something, something we should have known before this, or something like that. That was a good one. Yeah, I know. <laughs> No, great, great. That is a great one. Do you got any others? Um, let's see. Uh, American Werewolf, like I said, I, I still, I, I do feel like there's some funny tongue-in-cheek moments in this. There is. Beginning. Yeah, and basically, like everybody made made this huge deal about Michael Jackson's Thriller video, but really, he was just ripping off American Werewolf in London. So, <laughs> to in the way, point yeah. that bring the same yeah. director to do his his videos so right um, exactly and if we are counting say 2000 then i think that's when the scary movies started uh, pretty freaking funny <laughs> the spoofs i just i've never watched them i think the first couple were really funny and i i don't know if i can even differentiate between them because they each take, take parts from different movies that then they repeat, and, uh, it, no, it's it's kind of weird. But I, I think that series was was pretty funny. I wouldn't say it's it's not even really scary. Those are more comedy than anything else. But they pay homage, let's say, to the, the scary movies. So mm-hmm. what the heck? <laughs> I think that'll that'll probably do it for me. Because other than that, maybe, you know, I could talk for a half hour about Young Frankenstein, but. <laughs> hey, yeah, we could totally go that direction. Yeah. Well, I'm glad somebody mentioned it. So, um, <laughs> Scott, what do you got for honorable mentions? So, um, I mentioned one earlier, Creep Show. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's, it's supposed, it's funny, but it's not. At the same time, mm-hmm. it's kind of creepy, but. A creep show um that's one that you know it's got five stories within it and they're Stephen yeah. king and uh mm-hmm. romero last george name? romero george right, a romero mm-hmm. um they you know worked together and brought these five interesting little short stories to us i like that too you know having because having a short attention span it helps having shorter movies and little stories within <laughs> within it yeah. uh we we talked about this i think it was last year return of living dead always one of my favorite kind of a zombie spoofs um uh, little shop of horrors jumped out at me as one so thanks for mentioning that mm-hmm. already suzanne and um another one was i lost my notes Oh, Evil Dead 2. Sorry, Evil oh, Dead 2. Yep. So, yeah. It's a super gross, over the top, gratuitous, gross movie, but it's got some funny stuff in it. It's really it's it's a really weird take on um 
on not necessarily zombie movies, but mm-hmm. undead type stuff. So the best line is when he, he his hand is like possessed mm-hmm. by by the I don't know some demon or whatever, and he's mm-hmm. like got it. He's got his arm in a vice, and he's gonna cut it off. Mm-hmm. And he looks at his hand and says, "You're going down." Like it's just so, it's so <laughs> just ridiculous. But it's a great. A friend of mine handed me this video. It was like VHS. He goes, "Dude, you got to watch this." So I put it in one night, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this is so weird." And it's gross and ridiculous, but it was. And and it it led on to many sequels after that, with mm-hmm. um uh Army of Darkness and all that stuff. Yeah, the that's same, one of same my actor. Favorites. I can't remember, can't remember his name, uh, the actor's name right now. Bruce Campbell. Thank you, Bruce Campbell. Yes. Uh, went on to do several follow ups for that, and he always had the chainsaw on the end of his hand as the, mm-hmm. uh, the thing. Now, we can't go on without mentioning one of our, uh, another one of our former guests, uh, and Chopping Mall. That was on my uh, my honorable mention list. Yes. Nice. Yes. Kelly yeah. Maroney. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong was... with killer robots in a mall. Yes. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's it's yeah. good and, and you know some people may may not call that comedy. But maybe not back then, but looking back on it now, uh-huh. it's it's comedic in overall. You know. Yeah. Because it's so yeah. cheesy. Another well, just yeah. Cheese. I love cheese. I like That's cheese. Like Night, I like Night of the Comet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love Night of the Comet. That was a great one. Yeah. Dad would have got newsies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and another vampire movie was called My Best Friend Is a Vampire. It's kind of a similar, similar take on Once Bitten that I mentioned earlier. So. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. The guy almost looks just like Jim Carrey too. Weird. <laughs> Was Fright Night considered a comedy or a horror movie? Oh. I don't know. If you look at Evil I Ed, think... you think comedy. Yeah. 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 I, I think I think it's got some comedic value to it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not as serious and scary as some of the other ones. Like some some of the movies that came out that were truly horror movies, they made you like go, "Wow, that's really fucked up," mm-hmm. or you know, or it made you made you think about it. Really like ah, it's so dark, and you're like on the edge of your seat. But some yeah. of the you know some of the other ones that were a little bit more, I think they're, I guess they're just like more lighthearted. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. That, the right term to use for a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, sounds kind of weird. It's a lighthearted horror movie. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. Yes. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so that that's all I got. Dave? All right. So um, I'm thinking killer trucks. So maximum overdrive. Nice. Yeah, you can't go wrong with uh, you know you blending Emilio Estevez and the whole trucker dichotomy you know of the 1980s. Yeah. You know who made uh, who? Yeah. And, and, some ACDC soundtrack. Yes. Great pick. Yes. 
one that I missed. That's a good one, dude. <laughs> yeah, and you know Stephen King. I figured you would have been all over. Yeah, that. yeah. I really. That's that's Thank funny because I just recently downloaded the two of the two of his uh, audio books, uh, The Stand, and then uh, The Running Man, the original version, not the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie version. <laughs> Cause that's horrendous. We <laughs> we all know we all know my feelings on that one. Um, yeah, we discussed that. Yeah. Um. So I I've been listening to the Running Man actually, and it's it really is as good as I remember it being. Nice. But yeah, Stephen King. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Trucks. And, and by the way, for all the uh, yeah. Ernie Ernie Klein fans, uh, Ready Player Two comes out next month. What? Wow. Yes. So new books Just going to be book? released. Really. Yep. Huh. So okay. That's gonna be I'm, the sequel. I'm interested. Uh, and my last honorable mention is actually a bit of a Christmas movie. It's uh, Gremlins. Gremlins. Yes. Nice. Yeah. Gremlins. Definitely. And, Love and, Gremlins. Seems, seems very appropriate to end with uh, Miss Phoebe Cates. Mm. Ah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Just, uh, you know, remember the rules. Don't feed them after midnight. Don't get them wet. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Just two? That was uh, three. Bright light. Bright light. Bright light. Bright light. That's it. Bright light. Bright light. Bright light. There you go. Um, who did that? Gizmo. What was that? Gizmo. Yeah. Who was that? Who? What? Me? Dave, was that you? Yeah. That was that was really good. Thank that you. That was pretty good. good. I, I can do this all day. Oh my god! <laughs> I I know you did the voice for the uh, the outro of our show. But yeah, that was that's like really that's a really good gizmo. <laughs> Thanks. I you know I um I like Howie Mandel. Uh, so um he does a voice of Gizmo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know like when did not there, that. there was a there was a um. Uh, a cartoon that he did called Bobby's World. So I've always mm-hmm. been trying mm-hmm. to imitate that. So yeah. Um, all right. So on at the end of our honorable mentions, uh, we just re- want to remind everybody that we have a website at us, bonsaireclub.com. So if you want to go out there and check us out, we would really appreciate that. Uh, besides checking out all of our links and following us, giving us rating reviews, sending us an email so you can. Let us know what kind of uh, retro comedic horror movies that you like that we missed. You know, we'd like all that to happen. But what we really want you to do is just stay safe this holiday, this Halloween season, please. So uh, as the uh, you know you're going out there with all your ghosts and goblins, you know, please stay safe. Uh, you know, do your do your part. Wear your mask. Social distance. Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups are good, but you know you don't have to uh, put yourself in danger to get them. So uh, exactly. Yeah. So with everything being said, we I don't just... know. Go ahead. I think you might. I I might need to put myself in danger to get a Reese's peanut butter cup. You you, you think so? Is it worth it? I love Reese's. That's my. Who doesn't? <laughs> That's like one of my favorite. <laughs> Who doesn't love a Reese's peanut butter cup? I uh, I don't. What what really what? Whoa. Whoa. I'm not so big on peanut butter, <gasps> but I want this, oh but I won't disparage. I won't. I won't judge you. <laughs> Sacrilege! What's your go-to Halloween candy? Go ahead, Rose. Candy corn. Candy corn. What? Suzanne. Yeah. 
Um, Starburst, maybe. Starburst. Okay, Scott. Wow, you guys are shocking me. I'm I'm surprised. Starburst. That's interesting. I've never heard that as like a favorite Halloween candy. Yeah. I guess not that Halloweeny, but it's good. <laughs> candy corn is definitely Halloweeny, but I've never I've never really cared for it much, Rose. I'm no offense. And, I, I like no, a good, I like and, a candy and corn. And no offense. And no offense to me, not you know Reese's cut. Okay, so even when I wasn't allergic to nuts and was never a fan of Ew, chocolate yeah, and peanut butter for some reason but you know it's okay more power to everybody that wants to have that yeah either it's either reese's peanut butter cups or snickers king size oh, snickers are you are you one of those kids that got to go find the house with the king size bars no no yeah. i can do the the fun size or a very very close third butterfinger Keep your fingers off my butterfinger. <laughs> yeah, my go-to is the uh, the peanut butter cup. If uh, the kids know that if they get an extra one in their bag, and you know they they hopefully they give it to their old man. Uh, good stuff. Not I would, about I would it. call that I would call that the toll to live <laughs> in the house. Hey, you, you got to pay the house. Pay, it's like Vegas. Paying for the roof here. So uh, Reese's. <laughs> Give me the Reese's kids. Yep. Fork uh, it over. Or Pixie Sticks. Oh my god. <gasps> oh my god, I haven't had a Pixie Stick in forever. Yeah, do they still give those out? I don't know. Yes, they do. They wow. How can do. you get so them? For my fiftieth birthday, our friends gave us um gave me a box of retro candy and Pixie Sticks were part of it. As well as now and later and um, pop rocks, Smarties, and pot. Yes, there were pop rocks in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. Did you mix mm-hmm. it with Coke? I did not. Yeah, I hear you die. If you I'm, do afraid. That. I'm afraid. I'm <laughs> afraid. Yeah, me. that's what they say. Yeah, that kid Mikey did that, right? <laughs> that... <laughs> was that rumor mill? The, the, hey, the rumor that was going on. You know, that might be. That might be a fun topic. What rumors from the 1980s? Yeah, like 80s. Uh, what do you Urban call legends. Urban, Urban legends. legends. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. That might be a Especially. fun show. Let's put yeah. it on a list. Okay, we're going to have to actually Attitude formalize this list. We're just <laughs> getting actually put together. I have a real list. Yeah, somebody start writing this <laughs> stuff down. Um. <laughs> all right. Yeah, obviously, I don't do homework, so I, I, don't rely on me for that. Um. But uh, as I was saying, please be safe. Be excellent to each other. We have no idea when you're going to listen to this, so have a good whatever. Happy Halloween. Bye-bye. Bye. Later. God, peace. God, peace. Love it. It's a great way to Bye-bye now. You guys are killing me. This is Ben. A Bonsai Retro Club production. Bonsai, Daniel Sad! Hey, Bonsai! 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 Bonsai!